All right, welcome back to the show today, ladies and gentlemen. And in today's video, we're going to be focusing on two main topics, but actually it's kind of one topic, and that is around the CBDC, also known as the central bank digital currency. And let me tell you, it is coming. As we've said a lot of times, this is not conspiracy anymore. This is fact. It is going to happen and it's going to happen a lot faster than many people might think. Although I'm seeing a lot of YouTubers, a lot of people saying this CBDC is going to launch this year. 2023 is the year it's going to happen. And some people are absolutely convinced by it. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to launch this year in 2023. I think it's a lot more likely to launch in 2024, possibly 2025. But I don't think it's going to launch this year. However, I want to show you the massive, massive things, the changes that have just happened and how they are preparing for it. This is really fascinating. So let me start with this first video for you here. Now, before I press play on this video clip here, I want to give you some context. This is a bank branch. These doors are locked. There is only one way you can get into this branch, and that is scanning either your bank card or your phone, as you can see here. Once that happens, the red light will go to green and you can get in. Well, guess what? If you don't have either of these things, you can't get in. But let's press play here and let's see this in action, first of all. So here she is. She's swiped her card. The button went from red to green. And now the door will unlock and she can enter the branch. Now, firstly, this is the Bank of America. You can see here Bank of America. And I want to show you next what happens. So it says, come on in. We're ready to video chat. Did you see that? We're ready to video chat. So actually, there are no humans in these two pods. These are computers where you press the button to actually speak to an advisor. So there is nobody in this bank branch. There are no human beings. And how can we help you today? We well, can see personal banking, business banking. So you got a, a business and then there was investments as well. But look, there are two ATMs here. There are no humans. And it sort of raises the question then, if there are no humans in the branch, why would you go to the branch? And this is the warning that I've given you numerous times before. If you think that you've got all your cash in the bank and when things go bad, you're just going to go in and collect your cash, maybe think again, because there won't even be humans the next time. And what if what happened in China comes to the West where they scan their QR code and it just goes red, even though they've got money in the bank and they want to travel and they're fit and healthy to travel. Nope, the QR code scans red and you cannot even travel. You can't even leave your district, which is what happened to them, one of their zones. They couldn't go to the bank to get their money out when they had all been bailed in. So if you think that you're going to be able to go to the bank and just withdraw all of your cash, well, I would say think again. History tells us what has happened in the past. It's almost impossible to get your cash out of the branch. And this is another reason I believe that they are closing so many branches. They're, they're closing so many branches because it will make it harder for you to get your cash out of the bank because if there's no branch, how do you get your cash? But not only that, it wouldn't matter if there was a branch there anyway. There could be five branches on your street where you live. It wouldn't make any difference because 
if that card doesn't swipe and go green, you're not getting into that branch anyway. And, and you might say, well, I'll smash those doors down. Well, even if you got in and there's no money in those ATMs, what would you do? And I want to move on in a moment here to show you this, which is absolute categoric evidence here that the central bank is coming. So we're going to come on to this job post in a minute from the government. But firstly, I just wanted to give some guidance today because you'll notice I don't do sponsors and things like this on the channel anymore. I rely on my products and services, which basically sell themselves. So I wanted to just talk through a couple of ways I could help you at the moment, especially it's the start of the month, it's the start of the year, start the year off strong regardless of your budget. So if you have zero money at all, then start looking through some of the playlists on the channel here. Start looking through some of the videos, maybe watch back over some videos. Uh, the titles are quite descriptive the further back you go. So if there's something you want to learn about, you can also use the search bar there. So that's one way it won't cost you a penny. If you've got, say, $20 a month of, of a budget, why not look at the private community that I've got on Patreon? All of these links are below in the description that I'm going to talk about, by the way. Why not look at the Patreon? You can see mass, I mean, hours and hours of macro content that I talk about every month and I give forecasts on what I believe will happen. I also post other things in there as well. Uh, you can ask me questions as well. If you want to ask me a personal question related to you, I will actually answer. It's not like these scammers that you see, you know, commenting under your comments, hey, reach out to me and whatever. Those are scammers. That's not me. On the private community, you can actually ask me a question one on one. You can see my investment spreadsheet. You can see how I'm allocating. You can see all the things that I'm investing in in real time when I buy, when I sell my uh, allocation suggestions for you because if you haven't got a clue what to do then this is probably going to be the cheapest possible way for you to get a little bit of help with this now the third thing is if you've got a little bit of budget definitely take my stock market and macro course 100 percent it will be the best money that you spend and invest with me uh, hands down, you ask anybody who's taken that course and most people will say it's one of the best, if not the best macro and stock market course that they have ever taken. Just read the testimonials and you can pay for it with a payment plan as well if you need to. Because if you don't understand macro and you don't understand money and finance, then you're going to end up in big trouble. Well, there's two things. Number one, you could end up in big trouble and actually lose money because you don't know how to allocate and you're probably buying into the stock market and other things at the wrong possible time. Whereas the course will teach you what's happening at the moment and the exact time to buy. And let me give you a clue. I'm not buying into the market right now. I'm waiting until somewhere around Q3 of this year and that will be a perfect buying opportunity for me. But the other thing is if you've just got all your cash sat in the bank, you're getting hit by inflation, you're getting destroyed by inflation right now and if they do a bail-in or they have some sort of a financial crisis, have you even got a plan to get your money out of the bank? Most people don't. So that would be my number one suggestion as well is, is the macro and, and, and stock course, especially because it's on sale right now. 
And then finally, and this isn't for everyone, and there's a massive waiting list for this, if you do want to have a one hour one-on-one -on -one with me, that is available as well. But just bear in mind, there will be a long wait because I mentor all sorts of people, as you know, as well as a lot of funds, um, finance companies, etc., etc. You get the, the gist here. I don't want to start name dropping and and everything else. So those are all of the different options that the link is below in the description. If you want to start the year off strong and you finally want to sort of get your finances figured out, everything is there um, at your disposal. Oh, and just a little bonus as well. I have just bought a property and I put all of the details, it's a long post with lots of pictures and stuff. Um, and that's quite interesting if you just want to know what I did um, this month and the property that I purchased. But let's get back into this CBDC post then. And this is absolute categorical 100% evidence that they are planning for a central bank digital currency, even though they keep playing it down and saying they're not. Because I saw this job advertised because I have alerts set for things like this. And I saw it advertised first on Guardian Jobs and I thought, no, surely they are not advertising it, <laughs> you know, on the internet like this really easy on all these different platforms. But yes, they are. So I went on to the actual website here, which is called uh, Civil Service Jobs. So it's a government website and this is the HM Treasury and the job title is Head of Central Bank Digital Currency apply before Tuesday the 7th of February. So that's this Tuesday coming. Now, the thing I find quite amusing about this is the salary, 61 to 66,000 pounds. That is a very small salary for a job of this type. Uh, something this senior, you would expect a huge salary. They're trying to pull someone in from the, the private sector or something like that. No, this is going to be a civil servant job. And afterwards, I actually realize why they're doing this. It makes perfect sense. Now I stop to think about it. So we'll cover that in a moment. So this is what I found quite funny. And this is the other reason why I don't believe we're going to see a launch this year because look at the length of employment here 24 months so i think they're planning this for a lot longer yet now let's read out the job description here because i thought this was quite amusing about hm treasury if you're interested in making a difference to people's lives across the country the treasury is the department for you we sit at the center of, yeah, they should actually say making a negative difference to people's lives. We sit at the center of everything that the government does and have provided advice on economic policy and decisions that affect the public finances throughout the country's history. Don't we know that? A treasury career continues to offer an exciting opportunity to be part of the decision making that affects the whole of the UK. So even though the government tries to say that the treasury is nothing to do with all of this, you know, and they make all the decisions independently, there's no financial incentives or anything like that. Oh, no, 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 no. This is all, you know, public policy and we get, you know, you know, we listen to the public. No, the treasury, and this is the same in every country, the money, the people behind the money dictate the policies. Now, I thought this was really interesting what they said here. Our work ranges from protecting customers. Well, actually, no, they do the complete opposite. And that's what they're doing with this central bank digital currency and why they change 
bailout law to bail-in law. So they're not protecting customers, they're protecting the banks. Uh, through to the regulation of the financial sector, what regulation? They let them run uh, havoc. What they do is they allow the, the financial sector to do all of these scandals and massive fraud and manipulation of the markets where they make billions or hundreds of billions in profit. And then they give them a small fine. Oh, you're getting a 10 million pound or even dollar fine for doing it. So what regulation are they talking about? It's just smoke and mirrors. What else are they doing? They're helping to reduce carbon emissions right now and the greener economy. So they're actually helping to bring about through undemocratic processes, a reduction in the energy supply and, and all these other things that are causing massive uh, problems right now. They were also responsible for the furlough scheme, huge amounts of currency printing and creation, which led to inflation. So on one hand, what did they do? They said, hey, we're gonna help you out here. And I said at the time, okay, they're going to help everybody out with, you know, bailouts and business bounce back loans and furlough and everything else. And yeah, you're going to get this much benefit. But actually what's going to happen is later on, you're going to get this much negative things. It's going to be twice as bad negatively where you think you, you know, you, you're moving forward one step. But actually they bring you back two steps because now of the cost of living crisis, which was uh, no one saw this coming, apparently, even though there were uh, quite a lot of us that did see it coming. Then they say about their plan for jobs. Well, how's that working out when they're also actively promoting and funding AI and then helping first time buyers buy their first home? Well, no, actually, they need to change everything around the housing market because they've basically pushed out first-time buyers via their policies. So it's just so ironic here. Everything that they are saying they're doing is actually the opposite. Now, if we go down a bit lower, we can see this is going to be 20 people in size, this CBDC team. And the successful candidate will be responsible for leadership of HM Treasury's work on a potential, yeah, it's not me, potential, digital pound. Or we can even say digital dollar because the same applies in the US. A UK central bank digital currency, CBDC. Now, I'm amazed that they're putting someone in charge of this for such a small salary compared to what you'd expect. You'd expect a half a million pound or a million pound salary for a project of this size. But I'm going to show you in a moment why they're doing that. And it's very clear here. It says the digital pound will be issued directly by the Bank of England. So this is the central bank of England. Treasury and the Bank of England are working together. So again, you've got the government, the, the treasury, and then you've got the central bank, which is a separate legal entity. And just remember that in the USA, if you are American watching, that the Federal Reserve is neither federal nor a reserve. It is a private institution owned by shareholders, as crazy as that sounds. So what are the key accountabilities for the role then? or a growing CBDC team. They are growing because they are planning to implement it. Uh, reflecting the government's wider agenda. Oh, I, I, I'm so glad they use that word agenda. Analyze CBDC policy issues in order to advise ministers and how they can achieve their ambitions. Gosh, this is just getting better and better. Uh, UK input into G7 work on CBDC. 
So the G7 denied that they were working on a CBDC, and yet here it is, including continued UK input into G7 work on CBDC. And this is also quite surprising, that the candidate will need DV clearance. DV, or developed vetting, is the highest level of security clearance that exists in the United Kingdom. However, there are some other ones that uh, you know, are not advertised, but there are a couple of other clearances as well. But DV is the highest level. So why someone needs DV clearance for this is uh, somewhat questionable, unless they're going to be finding out certain things that the government and the treasury and the, and the central bank doesn't want the public to know. Not only that, if some of this stuff came out, there could be a lot of manipulation by financial institutions and, and things like that. So I do see the sort of flip side of it, but I do think it's a little unusual that they are asking for DV clearance for a role like this. Now, it's got here about statement per behavior, and I should probably just mention now then around this behavior aspect, why do they want a civil servant of such a high level as opposed to someone from the private sector or someone that's more entrepreneurial or in fintech or something like that. At first I couldn't quite understand and then it clicked and I got it. It's so obvious. They don't want someone from the private sector or fintech because those people will see what the central bank, the treasury and the government are trying to do and trying to implement. And they will probably become a whistleblower because of how draconian this is going to be. So who better than someone who has been a civil servant that is just there, will take orders, is not even gonna think through the processes behind all of this and what could actually happen to the citizens. It's actually the perfect smokescreen, the perfect candidate for the role. I thought this was funny as well, candidate drop-in sessions. So they're gonna have a, a session for this on the 6th of February from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. And you can click here to join the meeting. I'm actually gonna click on that and join this meeting because it seems to be completely open. So that will be quite amusing. Let's see how I get on there. And if any of you wanna apply for this job, <laughs> you can contact this guy here, Frankie Evans. Does that even sound like a real name? Frankie Evans. And there's his email address if you wanna uh, send him any feedback. But look, this is coming. We have the tracker. We know what is going on here. We know who has launched. We know who's in pilot stage and we know who's in development stage. So if we look at the development here, there's the USA, there is Canada, there's the UK. And actually, if we look at who's even further ahead in pilot, that is Australia, that is China and Kazakhstan and Russia. These are all in pilot stages right now. And then we have the other countries which are not far behind, they're still in research phase. But if you want to escape this, for the people who always say, Neil, how can I escape? Well, you've got Ecuador there, South America, if you fancy a bit of, bit of that, or you've got Africa, we've got Senegal. If you fancy a little bit of sunshine, you could escape to Senegal. And then we have a lot of countries here who are just inactive. So that's Uruguay and Argentina, Costa Rica. There's so many countries that are just not looking to implement it at the moment, it seems. 
So there we go. I've given you loads of options today from all the services that I've got below in the description. Check those out right through to if you want to escape, <laughs> like a lot of people ask me all the time, Neil, how do I escape this CBDC and all these draconian measures come in? Well, there's a list of countries. Go onto that website and you can look where you can escape to. Thanks so much for watching today. Take care. God bless you guys. And I will see you tomorrow for my favorite video of the week, the walk and talk. See you then.